Hello friends, today we are going to be covering John chapter 11. At the end of this chapter, I'm going to give some commentary. I found a website while I was searching for some answers. I am not a Mormon, but the article that I found was from Brigham Young University's website. So let's go ahead with our prayer and then jump into this chapter. Dear Heavenly Father, Thank you so much for the day that is ahead of us. Thank you for the opportunities that we will receive and all the blessings that are headed our way. Thank you for keeping our family and friends safe, Lord. Thank you for our health. Thank you for the ability to just be here another day to be able to show your love, light, peace, and kindness to the people around us. Lord, we ask that you allow us to breathe in the Holy Spirit today. Holy Spirit, be with us throughout all of our day. In every step, guide us. If we make the wrong move, help us to know what we're doing wrong and to refrain from doing that in the future. We pray for the knowledge, wisdom, and understanding to fully grasp the concept behind the words that we are going to read in today's chapter. Lord, we pray that you allow us the ability to discern when we are faced with real teachings and when we are faced with false shepherds. Allow us to turn away from the false shepherds and just continue to move when you move. Help us to be still and calm when we don't know the answer, when we don't know which way to go. Just allow us to sit in your peace knowing that you have the right answer for us and we just have to wait for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, this first section is called The Death of Lazarus. Now a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sisters sent word to Jesus. Lord, the one you love is sick. When he heard this, Jesus said, This sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory, so that God's Son may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. And then he said to his disciples, Let us go back to Judea. But Rabbi, they said, a short while ago, the Jews there tried to stone you, and yet you are going back? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours of daylight? Anyone who walks in the daylight will not stumble, for they see by this world's light. It is when a person walks at night that they stumble, for they have no light. After he said this, he went on to tell them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep but I am going there to wake him up. His disciples replied, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get better. Jesus had been speaking of his death, but his disciples thought he meant natural sleep. So then he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead, and for your sake, I am glad I was not there, so that you may believe, but let us go to him. Then Thomas, also known as Didymus, said to the rest of the disciples, let us also go, that we may die with him. 
The second section is called Jesus Comforts the Sisters of Lazarus. On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Now Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she replied. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who is to come into this world. After she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary aside. The teacher is here, she said, and is asking for you. When Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet entered the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who had been with Mary in the house, comforting her, noticed how quickly she got up and went out, they followed her, supposing she was going to the tomb to mourn there. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him? he asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, See how he loved him. But some of them said, Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? This next section is called Jesus Raises Lazarus from the Dead. Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there is a bad odor for he has been there four days. Then Jesus said, Did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, Take off the grave clothes and let him go. This last section is called The Plot to Kill Jesus. Therefore, many of the Jews who had come to visit Mary and had seen what Jesus did believed in him. But some of them went to the Pharisees and told them what Jesus had done. Then the chief priests and the Pharisees called a meeting of the Sanhedrin. What are we accomplishing? they asked. Here is this man performing many signs. If we let him go on like this, everyone will believe in him. And then the Romans will come and take away both our temple and our nation. 
Then one of them, named Caiaphas, who was a high priest that year, spoke up. You know nothing at all. You do not realize that it is better for you that one man die for the people than that the whole nation perish. He did not say this on his own, but as a high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus would die for the Jewish nation, and not only for that nation, but also for the scattered children of God, to bring them together and make them one. So from that day on, they plotted to take his life. Therefore, Jesus no longer moved about publicly among the people of Judea. Instead, he withdrew to a region near the wilderness, to a village called Ephraim, where he stayed with his disciples. When it was almost time for the Jewish Passover, many went up from the country to Jerusalem for their ceremonial cleansing before the Passover. They kept looking for Jesus, and as they stood in the temple courts, they asked one another, What do you think? Isn't he coming to the festival at all? But the chief priests and the Pharisees had given orders that anyone who found out where Jesus was should report it so that they might arrest him. So that is all of the chapter 11 of John. So let's get into this commentary. So John 11 verse 35 is one of the more well-known verses in the Bible as it is the shortest. Jesus wept. In my mind, I was wondering why Jesus would be weeping if he knew that God is so amazing and powerful that he could bring Lazarus back to life. All he had to do was ask him. And because he is the father made human, God would fulfill his request. So I asked myself, why did he weep? So this answer I actually got from gotquestions.org and I just looked up Jesus wept. So it describes how Jesus already knew that Lazarus was going to be coming back. In fact, he stayed away two more days just so that when he got back, Lazarus would be dead. And when he brought Lazarus back to life, his disciples would actually believe more than if he were just sick and Jesus healed him. So in this article, it says that Jesus wept because he felt for the grieving souls that were there grieving for Lazarus. He felt so much pain and grief because of the people around him that it made him weep as well. But God's timing is always perfect. So the fact that Lazarus had died didn't mean anything other than the fact that God was going to show himself in a miracle for people to believe. And that was why Lazarus had to die. So when we think about our own lives and something horrible happens, a bad chain of events even, you know, everything works in God's will. So just wait and see his miracle behind it. The next topic that stumped me was where Caiaphas prophesied Jesus's death. So I had always thought that Caiaphas was a person that was kind of behind the death of Jesus. So how could he be prophesying about Jesus's death? So right after he says what is going to happen to Jesus, 
it says he did not say this on his own, but as a high priest that year, he prophesied. So on the website, rsc.byu.edu, it says that there was a Jewish historian named Josephus who mentions traditions of the high priest being able to prophesy simply because of his position. So there are some Latter-day Saint commentators that say just because of his position, Cyphus was able to unintentionally prophesy about Jesus's death without knowing that, you know, he was actually prophesying. But John makes it very clear that Cyphus did not intentionally do this. All right, guys, that is all the time that I have for today. I hope everyone has a great day and that you can truly see all the blessings working in your life. Till next time, friends.